you know, as I've grown as a father and see my children growing as children, this is a really exciting year to be celebrating Christmas for us because it's really the first year that my kids are beginning to register what this season is about. And, you know, for my oldest son, Theodore, it's been a difficult time for him because he thinks that Christmas is second birthday for him, right? And I, and I keep trying to tell him that it's not his birthday that we're celebrating, that instead it's Jesus' birthday that we're celebrating. And then he replies, well, then why am I getting all the presents? So we've been working as a family to help him understand the reason for the season. But I love Christmas season, I love Advent, and it's been such an important rhythm for me, and I think rhythm for this church, to take time to honor what Advent is. And Advent really is a season of waiting. But here's the problem. Many of us really struggle to wait, do we not? Oftentimes, waiting can be really hard. But waiting also can be really good. When I think about my life, and maybe when you think about your own life, think about those times that you have waited for something wonderful. Maybe that waiting was for your wedding day. Maybe that waiting was if you became pregnant and you were waiting to meet that child. Maybe that waiting was putting your efforts into school or into work and trying to get a certain job or having your first apartment or whatever it might be. Waiting is not difficult, but it oftentimes increases the joy that we experience when we finally receive what we've been waiting for. Advent is much like that. It's a reminder to wait, but it's also a reminder to wait into something specific, and that is the person of Christ. If you didn't know, Advent is something that the church has been celebrating and participating in for many, many years. In fact, over a thousand years, this has been a tradition of the church to honor and celebrate Advent. If you didn't know, the word Advent is actually from the Latin word Adventus. And it's a derivative of this idea of coming. You see, oftentimes when we think about Advent, we think about celebrating who? Christ and his coming. His coming into this world as a little child. And that is very true. That is one of the reasons why we celebrate Advent. We celebrate this idea of Jesus coming into the world. But we also celebrate Advent for another reason. But more on that later. To help us understand, though, waiting, we need to understand also that there can be pain in waiting. As much as some of us have waited for something good in life, some of us are in a season of waiting through pain in life. Maybe for you, some of the pains that you have been experiencing and the things that you have been waiting for are relief from an ailment that you've been going through. Or maybe you've been waiting for a relationship that was broken to be restored. Maybe you have somebody in your life that 
you care for and you wait and pray for their salvation, that they would be willing enough to accept the Lord, Jesus Christ, as their Lord and Savior. And so you wait and you pray. And in some ways during that waiting, you feel the pain of what is not yet realized. Maybe for some of you, you are waiting to be reunited with a loved one that is lost. So in some ways, the waiting is painful as you think of that relationship that you no longer get to enjoy on this side of life. Waiting can be very difficult. And in fact, waiting can be hard when we lose hope in what we are waiting for. Proverbs 13, 12 says this, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. When we wait for something and we don't experience the fulfillment of what we are waiting for, our hearts can become sickened by it, right? In fact, I would say that oftentimes when we wait and we do not experience the fulfillment of what we are waiting for, our hearts can become depressed. Why is that? Because there's a sense of hope that has been lost. So Advent is my belief. It's my belief that Advent is a reminder of what we are waiting for so that our hearts do not become despaired or broken at what we are waiting for. You see, it's a reminder of what God is doing and what God has done. You see, the scripture reading that we read through today from Isaiah chapter 11 was a very important scripture. In fact, I would say it's an important scripture today, but it was especially important scripture at the time that it was written. Israel was going through a lot. They had been conquered and conquered and had really lost their sense of identity. And Isaiah was speaking to the Jewish people in Jerusalem, telling them of the impending doom that would be coming onto their land. That they would be captive to this nation called Babylon. That they would rule over Israel. That it would be a time of hardship. That it would be a time of despair. But yet, in the midst of this message of what is an impending doom that would happen within their lives, Isaiah speaks these words, that a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit, that the Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, that it will be a spirit of wisdom and understanding, a spirit of counsel and of might, a spirit of knowledge and a fear of the Lord, and that he will delight in the fear of the Lord. This was, for the people of Israel, a message of hope to them, to wait patiently, to realize that God, even in the midst of their pain, would not forget them. You see, so often when we are waiting, and especially when we are waiting in a way that we feel the pain and despair of life coming upon us, the temptation is to question and doubt 
God's goodness in our life. I mean, we've all experienced that, right? Where we question whether God is going to come through for us. And maybe some of you have questioned that so much that you now become doubtful over God's goodness in your own life. Let this Advent season be a reminder of who God is and the character that He has to love you and guide you. You know, as I was writing this message, there's throughout Scripture, there's so many Scriptures to pull from that are oftentimes considered the Advent Scriptures. And make no mistake, this Scripture is oftentimes one of the best or go-to Scriptures when we think about the theme of hope. But really, one of the Scriptures that I wanted to present to you today also comes from the book of Isaiah. In fact, it's a very popular Scripture, although not usually read during the Advent season, but I think fits so well with what we are talking about today. And that is Isaiah 40, 31. So if you would, turn your Bibles there to Isaiah 30, 41. wants to remind you not only to wait, 
but to hope in the Lord. You see, Jesus coming into the world was a fulfillment of his promise to the people of Israel and to the world at large. It was a fulfillment that God was making good on his word to be a light to the world. That he was going to come into this world and offer us something that we could not receive without him. So the reason why we celebrate Christmas is to be reminded of that history. That God loves us enough that he sends his son into this world in, in order to offer us redemption. In order to offer us reconciliation with God the Father so that we as people can be forgiven. And that we as people can hope again in God. That regardless of whatever circumstances we find ourselves in, that ultimately our hope is in who? Our God. But here's the thing, church. Many of us forget our history. That if you are a Christian, Advent is not just about celebrating Jesus' coming. In fact, Advent is about celebrating Jesus' first coming, and it's also about hoping in what? His second coming. You see, the early church celebrated Advent for those two reasons. The fact that Jesus came, but also that Jesus is going to come again, amen? So we, like the people of Israel, when the prophet Isaiah announced about Jesus' coming, announced about the Savior who was coming into the world, we are like them in that we are also waiting for Christ to come back. Now that is something worth hoping in. Because just as Jesus changed the trajectory of the world in his time when he entered the world and fulfilled what he fulfilled when he died on the cross and offered us redemption and forgiveness and restored life with the Father, so there will be a time where Jesus comes back and puts an end to the pain and the suffering that we experience on this side of life. And that there will be a time where he comes back and is able to restore what has been broken. That there will be a time where there is no more pain and suffering. There will be a time where hope will be fulfilled. Where your waiting will come to an end. And where God will usher in a new kingdom that is better than anything that we have ever experienced in our lives. It's why, just as I'm sure many of you were touched by Lydia's story about her father, that you can be in a prison camp and find joy and hope over Christ's second coming. Because here's the thing, church. What God has done in all of our lives is but a fraction of what is to come. You see, I believe that the hope, the restoration, the salvation that we experience from Jesus Christ is just the beginning of goodness that we are to experience in this life. That in fact, many of us need to be reminded 
of the kingdom of God that, that God is going to establish, but only through his second coming. So we celebrate Advent as a reminder of what God has done, but also a reminder of what God will do. So if you've come to this place today, if you've entered into this church, and maybe you have come with feelings of hardship, feelings of struggle, feelings of struggling to wait out life because of whatever you are experiencing, then remember today that we are to hope, and that we are not to lose hope in the fact that Christ will come again. I'm excited for that time. I'm also a little scared, but I'm mainly excited for that time. Because life is hard, right? And even though on this side of life we experience beauty and pictures of heaven, we also experience tragedy, death, and what pictures of hell looks like. It's hard sometimes to live between those two kingdoms. But God is calling us to be people of hope. So here is, perhaps for you, an Advent application. To be the kind of person that brings hope into somebody else's life. Because here's the thing, church, if we were to look back at that scripture reading that we looked at from Proverbs, that a hope deferred, what happens when hope is deferred, that it makes the heart sick, then we must realize that there are many, many people out there who have broken hearts, who have sick hearts. Why? Because their hope is in wrong thing. And when you hope for the wrong thing, which will never come to pass, then your heart becomes broken. There are so many people who are walking around our world who have broken hearts, who need to hear the hope that is within you, the hope and reminder of the new life that we experience now that continues on all throughout eternity. We need to hear that hope. You know, I didn't have this prepared in this message, but it is so true, and it's so important for us to remember this. You know, if you didn't know, in seminary, I concentrated in apologetics, which is just a really fancy word for saying, defending the faith, or giving, giving reasons for your faith. It's something, in fact, that we all should take the time to think about. But oftentimes when I speak and engage with people, especially people who don't believe in God, they'll say something like this. They'll say, I don't believe in God because of all the pain and suffering in this world. And they'll say, how could a good God allow there to be this kind of evil? I'd love to fully dissect that at another time. And if you're curious, I'd love to have this conversation about that. Maybe we'll do a Sunday school about it. But one of the things that I oftentimes try to remind people is that our faith, the Christian faith, 
us as Jesus followers, us as people who follow this wonderful book, we have one of the best hopes in understanding the pain and suffering in this world. You know, some faiths would like to teach you that all of this pain and suffering is just an illusion, or that pain and suffering don't really exist, or that evil is just a social construct. But our faith teaches something better. Our faith teaches that, yes, there is pain. Yes, pain is a product of sin. It's a product of us having a broken relationship with God and us doing things that create harm in our lives and harm in the lives of others. But that's the beauty, is that one day Jesus will come back and he will do what? He will end the pain and suffering. These truths are spoken all throughout Scripture, and especially in the book of Revelation, that there will be a day where this pain and this suffering comes to an end. And I'm grateful for that, because as I get older in life, and as I experience different forms of pain in my own sense of maturity, I hope in that. I hope in the fact that the death that I'll experience in this life will just be momentary. That I have a better life that awaits me after I pass from this time to the next. It helps me suffer well. It helps me navigate my life well. And it helps me hope what is to come. Maybe that's something you needed to be reminded of today. But regardless of whether you needed that reminder or not, church, this is the season to hope. This is the season to share hope with the world around you. And I pray that you will take the time to ask God to help you wait but as you wait to hope, wait and hope in the Lord is what we need to do today. And that is the